I have been playing a lot of 70s uh, glam rock this week whilst I'm doing, doing my stuff because it is actually impossible to be in a bad mood when listening to T-Rex. Suddenly, suddenly I've got this, this is more about me than you, okay? It's just <laughs> suddenly I've got an image of you with sort of, you know, knee length, high heel, glittery boots on under the desk. Yeah. This is why I'm not raising my legs this week, Scott. <laughs> And welcome to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast about having fun. Fun, fun chaps. It's all about fun. Fun with toy cars. My name's Scott. You'll be able to tell I'm the one with the very blocked nose, so apologies in advance if I cough and splutter. Uh, although I'm going to do my best to not speak very much because uh, my charming, intelligent, and let's face it, dashingly good looking co host, Nick, has got lots to say. Uh, have I? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um... Am I me? Are you you? Uh, Seems to be a bit of a rash. We're multiplying, Scott. There's more of us than there were two weeks ago. (laughs) I wondered where this was going. Yes. (laughs) I should should say we're talking in highly metaphorical sense here. Well, Um, we've been we've we've noticed uh, at least one podcast which looks quite similar, although I am not being played by the uh, the mad bloke out of Blazing Saddles in this episode. Um... Who? <laughs> That's a shame. That's a shame. Because I think I think one of the unique uh, and entertaining aspects of Tokyo to Slot is you occasionally, and let's put it bluntly, involuntarily dropping into character. <laughs> <laughs> and going going off on one, so that's always quite good. Um, no, which begs the question: if, but actually, no, no, if, when, when they make the movie, or in fact, the Apple multi-part series of Talking Utter Slot, who do you want to play you? Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I presume you mean um, the bloke who does Mandalorian. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the other? Is the guy who, in Sicario, is that Pedro somebody? Probably. No. Anyway. In popular culture. If it's less than it's 50 po- years old, forget it. Yeah, less, and it's not about cars. You're just uh, you're yeah, not yeah. interested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have been playing a lot of 70s uh, glam rock this week whilst I'm doing doing my stuff because it is actually impossible to be in a bad mood when listening to T-Rex suddenly suddenly I've got this this is more about me than you okay (laughs) suddenly I've got an image of you with sort of you know knee length high heeled glittery boots on under the desk yeah this is why I'm not raising my legs this week Scott (laughs) (laughs) right they are ruby red glittery boots on and and why you've been looking a lot i actually do you know that's not because i uh i bought an adam and the ants best of cd the other week which isn't quite glam rock is it it's sort of it was kind of noise (laughs) (laughs) well you see that's the difference between us to you to, to me 
the nineteen eighties are not that long ago, <laughs> but they don't seem <laughs> they don't seem it. I've been watching, as you as you know, I mean, I've not been well, uh, so I've been sitting in the chair, lying on the couch, watching telly, and I've discovered uh, for all mankind, which for those who don't know is a alternative history that if the Russians landed first on the moon and America tried to respond, so it takes that from it starts effectively in nineteen sixty nine, where the Americans get beat to them and then goes on. And uh, so it's alternative 60s, 70s, and then alternative 80s. So the series two was set in the 80s. And whereas the first one I'm watching, thinking, oh, they've really captured the period of the 70s, you know, the dress, the way people wear, the cars, everything. And I was halfway through this one thinking, oh, they've not done such a good job with this. This doesn't look... And I'm thinking, no, no, that's because I think the 80s are still quite, <laughs> quite recent. <laughs> they've done a really good job of capturing the 80s. Anyway... <coughs> Uh, let's go back to, to uh, you listening to T-Rex. Um, what were you yeah, doing while you were listening to the sweet? Um, my... I'm just sort of stomping around. No, um, I've been building uh, my matched pair of Ford Escort RS2000s, um, amongst other things. I've just basically, a lot of my projects that I've got left are from that period. Um, so, for example... The Life on Mars TV show, which was obviously a pastiche of 70s cop shows. Um, they drive around in a four-door bronze Cortina Mark III, which uh, this is going to be the car that Gene Hunt drives. And, um, and what's, he yeah. having his, what's he having for dinner? He's having oops. <laughs> did I tell you, after you did this, and months ago you did that impersonation on the show, I found myself buying tins of spaghetti hoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's proof positive that we have, this show has a deep influence on people's buying behaviour. Just saying, is <laughs> anybody's listening? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, I've been revisiting Life on Mars, which needs to be done because it's the best British TV programme of the last 20 years. Um, so on a regular basis, just go back and rewatch from the start. All very lovely. Um, and yeah, so my two escorts are from the 1974 Avon Motor Tour of Britain. One was driven by Roger Clark, uh, obviously Ford Works hero. The other one was driven by Jerry Marshall, who was the Vauxhall Works hero. But because Vauxhall decided to use its rally men, to do the tour of Britain, and Jerry was a free agent, so he went to Ford as a bit of a to his employers. If you don't want me, Ford will take me. We, um, should, ex- we should explain to non-British listeners, shouldn't we, that Vauxhall is General Motors. So exactly. this is the this is the the, the local play out of that glo- global conflict between Ford and GM that you know typified a lot of this. It's Holden and Ford. It's Chevy and Ford, and in this country, it was Vauxhall and Ford. And, uh, yeah, so Big Jerry, circuit racer, sideways merchant par excellence, um, teamed up with Roger Clark, matching pair of Ford Escorts. Um, and the Tour of Britain was a 1,000 miles with rally stages and races um, all around the mainland of Britain. And um, they came first and second, as I understand it from Jerry's son, Gregor. Hello, Gregor. Um, anytime Jerry gets mentioned on the internet, Greg is there, bless him. Um, and, um, yeah, apparently on the last race, which was held at night, um, the two were very equally tied, 
Um, Jerry did very well on the rally stages. Roger did very well going sideways and throwing stones up as often as possible. So they were run nose to tail like Fangio and Moss. But unlike Fangio, Roger would throw the thing sideways and chuck as much grit backwards behind him as he possibly could. And Jerry, they ran out of windscreens to replace on Jerry's car. <laughs> because Team that's just how it was. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, And on the last race, it was at night and Jerry was in front and um, Roger turned his headlights off and got past him because Jerry slowed down thinking, oh, he's gone off, brilliant. And then suddenly the lights came back on again and Roger was past him because, you know, that's just great. The whole thing was just great. So I decided I had these two kits, the Airfix 132nd Mark 1 Escort. Uh, it didn't have the big flared arches on it like the rally cars and race cars did. It was for production saloons. And so, yeah, that was that. Um, they're nearly done. And I'm hoping to get them done for tomorrow, which is Wednesday, which is our regular club night. But we also have the mighty Jason Fong joining us. Um, Jason is um, the best, I think, most stylish motorsport photographer working at the moment. Um, He works for a number of the glosses. And we've got this feature in Motorsport magazine, which is um, pretty much done. Just got one person left to interview and I'm looking at him. Um, <laughs> Mark Bowman, don't worry. And um, I'll get my feather bow out. <laughs> so tell me, Mark, did you really dance out of the womb? Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the only dodgy one. Cosmic Dancer is not a great song, but any other T Rex song is going to put you in a good mood. Simple. So that's why I'm playing lots of it, because I need, it's winter time, it's grey, it's bleak, they have wind, the roof's blown off three times already this, this week. Yeah. So stick some T-Rex mm. on, stop worrying. Um, so yeah, that's all of that. What have you been teasing in plastic around your well, chair? Well, actually, <laughs> very little actually. Um, as a measure, uh, for those who are not in the UK, we had a bit of a cold snap, uh, which was very chilly. Uh, and then that was followed up with a bit of a windy bit, bit wasn't it? So, um, not milder. Anyway, the net result was that it was rather too cold to go and play in the slot shed for any length of time. But um, literally just before New Year, I had uh, succumbed to my purchasing impulses uh, and bought another SCX Lancia Delta Use the word other. I don't know actually. That's a genuine answer because I haven't lined <laughs> them all up. But um, and now the reason I bought another one was that uh, Hobby Classic in Spain had commissioned a run of Marlborough liveried ones, and at first I went, "Yeah, I don't need that." And then it was, "Yeah, I don't need that." Anyway, in the wee small hours of that quiet time between Christmas and New Year, when you know, I thought, "Oh yeah, I do." So I, I ordered it. And then immediately went into panic. I thought, oh, it's got to come from Spain. I'm not used to ordering stuff from Spain. So the short version of the story is uh, I then looked inside the parcel delivery box on a kind of twice daily basis for them. Oh, it'll be here now. It'll be here now. It'll be here. So it got to kind of the middle of January, and I'm going, hmm, maybe it should be here now. Looked up the parcel tracker, and it kind of went quiet at New Year's Day, just sort of said, no. So Hats off to Hobby Classic. This is I, I messaged them in English because I don't speak Spanish. 
and I got a great message back saying, uh, I'll look into that. I'm not in the shop at the minute. This is all in English. And then actually within five minutes, uh, yep, that's here's something wrong with the number. Here's the thing. That's the right tracker. Everything's okay, um, which was very reassuring. Uh, and then literally uh, five or six days ago, the car arrived. But by that time, I was come down with the plague, the worst illness ever endured by a man who survived, otherwise known as a cold. And um, <laughs> so I knew, I thought, I don't feel good. So I didn't even un- undo the box for a day, uh, and I didn't take the car out to the track. So having waxed lyrical, I'm now going to hold it up to the camera as best I can um, for those who can see what I'm describing. So if you know what a Lancia Delta rally car looks like, and you can imagine... Uh, 80s classic Marlborough livery as per McLaren, in fact, every branch of motorsport. So you know pretty much what it looks like. But what's great uh, about this especially is that they've made and added um, cooling discs to the front wheels, which they ran on tarmac stages. Now, I think, unfortunately, my camera is is not up to the task of showing uh, those so it's got it's a little sort of like Bodicea's chariot. You know, it's got slightly extensions to the front wheels, which just look sexier than a sexy thing with those uh, those lovely arches just bulging out over it. So uh, that's been the only slot car uh, purchase this year, technically, because it's, the, well, I paid for it on the 27th or something, so it might not, but it arrived this year. So I'm delighted. Fantasy eventually felt well enough to... And the temperature had risen enough that I could go out, put the switch the track on, give it a few laps. Um, so great. So yes, expect um, a lineup of Lancia Deltas to feature in some photography shortly. Nice. I had a box arrive too, which I wasn't expecting because I hadn't bought anything, and <laughs> which is you know fair assumption. I'm not going to get a box of those. <laughs> I haven't bought anything, but this arrived. It's a tool. Is it a sonic screwdriver? Sadly, it's not sonic. Um, it's uh, it's from Lawrence, basically. Lawrence bought two of these because they were exceptionally well-priced. Well, he bought three because he sent one to his son to diddle with his slot cars whilst he's at university. He's in his final year, and he's just encouraging him to totally break away from his studies <laughs> and start twiddling with um, top, bits of his slot cars. It's apparently... Top, top fathering, I think, yeah. They only work, or I think they only work, on Avant slot. Um, it doesn't fit anything. <laughs> I've not found anything that it goes into yet. But it's cool, um, which is nice. <laughs> Do Avant slot use unique screw heads or something? I don't know. I think it's triangular. Okay. Um, very focals are not quite picking out the shape. But I have tried it on numerous crumb screws. It doesn't fit any of them. So at some point, this is going to be really, really useful. <laughs> when that time comes, I shall be I, thrilled. And is it is it a bit like the, um, some sort this It feels like a quest. You know, you've now got the key and you just have to find the lock. Exactly. To which you, yeah. When that actually fits in, then also the universe will be saved. Yeah, but it was a very kind thought, and uh, you know, it's it's a lovely, it's it's beautifully engineered, it's well weighted, it's it's lovely. But um, yeah, do I get this? I I get the sense there's a whole set of them. So we we, actually, what he's done is he's he's now spiked your because you let's face it, you do have a bit of a collecting genetic impulse, don't you? Sort of if there's 
a few of something, you really want them all. So yeah. Yeah, there, probably, there probably is a whole range of it's slightly obscure... Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, but you've been doing some fiddling, haven't you, for some, but for somebody else, have you? Fettling, re- restoring that kind of thing. Well, I've I've made a start. In fact, well, I haven't. I've I've put the battery <laughs> against the braids to see if anything happens. And some cars they do. So this is my friend Peter, who is the nephew of the late and lamented John Secchi. Um, and um, in the early days of this podcast, you and Pedro, I think, bought um, a number of his items. So, um, basically, the slot, the set cars from Peter's first set were the Jaguar XJR9 and the Porsche 960. Porsche, yeah. So, they're his set cars. He insists that they had lights when he got them, but I don't think these ones as set cars ever did. But he'd quite like some lights on those, and he'd like those basically to, to have to run again because he's just bought his kids a scale electric set. Basically, um, he's also got the two Turbo Flash F1 cars, mm. uh, Lotus, and the uh, Williams. Which number? Number um, three, I hope. Number uh, five, sorry, number five. Yeah, five. five. Yeah, five. Yeah, that's pure Nige. And then he's got these two Ferraris. Um, this one has John Slot Secchi on the side. Which motor in it? Because that's technically an SCX car, but Scalectric yeah, did it's sell a them. Yeah, Electric one. It's got the mm. in it. Um, and so, yeah, so that's clearly one of John's old cars, which he gave to his nephew. Um, and <laughs> at some point, Peter's done really well here because that's a proper decal saying, and it's white and printed off at some point in the early 90s. Supplied by Pete's Awesome Products. <laughs> so, well done, Peter. Um, and then he's got this one, which is actually, look at that. Look at the wheels. Can you tell me what the wheels are? Uh, Those listening this... on Spotify and other things, <laughs> I can tell you that the wheels are gold and they have a crosshatch pattern because they're off an MG Maestro. Ah, Fantastic hot cross so bun. Ferrari F one eight seven covered in all sorts of different branding. It's got Total, Texaco, Champion, Dunlop, um, more Dunlop, and another John Slot Secchi um, name tag on the rear wing. So Pete's basically said, "Look, can you restore my set cars, the Jag and the Porsche, so that the kids can blap those around?" Um, because Peter's company works in Formula One. He wants his Formula Ones, the Lotus and the Williams, restored. And then he said, well, you can keep the Ferraris or do whatever you want. Actually, I'm going to turn these two duffers into one and keep John Slotsecki's branding on there. And, you know, Peter can, he can drive it if he wants or he can just put it on display as a memento of his late uncle um, who inspired him to be a slot racer. So um, that's the plan for those. Anyway, um, yeah. So at some point, you can see Peter knocked the um, roll hoop off one of the Ferraris and he stuck uh-huh. it on with um, polystyrene cement, which, of course, melts plastic. So this one is about fr- one roll hoop is about three millimeters lower than the other one because the, uh, <laughs> the uh, polystyrene cement melted it a little bit. But um, I think there's potential here. I mean, if I was at a swap meet, I wouldn't look at them twice. But, you know, this is a mate's old things. And you try and look after them for him. And if, if he said to me, do you know what? I'd quite like to have a look at these and, and get them, 
going again. So, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Good. Those Ferraris were good cars. I mean, they still are. I mean, they, you know, they wouldn't keep up with an NSX or an N... NSR, sorry. Um, part of my problem with the NSRs is that we run SCX, old SCX F1s as a class, and they're mm. perfectly fine. And there's a variety of cars, so you can turn up with a six-wheel Tyrrell or a Ligier, and it's no slower than a McLaren or a, one of these Ferraris with the RX motor. Um, we run up to, they started putting steering on them with the Jordan and the Minardi in early 90s and those cars are in too because they're just as quick or just as slow um but it's really good close racing and they're one of the quickest non-magnet classes we have you don't need to buy a generic thing um with a pseudo paint job on it it's plenty of decent 80s f1 80s cars there he is. The talking out of slot advocating for race old stuff. It's not because we're environmentally friendly, because I'm certainly not. It's just that <laughs> old, old stuff is what I remember, and it's also available quite cheaply, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I bought one of, I, I bought two in, in, the, in the old, old, old days. Me buying two of the same car almost never happened because, you know, why would I do that? But there was a thing in Triple uh, C magazine, car and car conversions, which a certain portion of a British audience of a certain age will all suddenly be going misty-eyed at just the mention of it. <laughs> and um, it, I had to paint a picture for others. It it covered, uh, it was it quite liked rallying uh, and that sort of thing. It did cover other stuff, but it, it was really about making cars go faster in a, in a proper sense. It wasn't about customization or anything. It was... A, and um, it was fairly densely, but it was actually some great writing in there, great, uh, great artwork from the from illustrators. Anyway, they had a project. They were going to make uh, a Caterham. Uh, they were going to take the Tamiya one twenty fourth scale Caterham kit, which was quite a small car in that scale, and make a slot car out of it. So there was all sorts of elaborate, you know, chassis engineering and bits of plastic and stuff going on. I thought, I'm going to short circuit this one. I'm going to get one of those Ferraris because that chassis is flat with the motor in it and just adapt that black chassis to fit a Caterham. Of course, even at 124 scale, a Caterham was a lot narrower than a 136 scale Formula One car. <laughs> so I never finished the, the short version of the story of my life and the difference between you. You're, you're cranking out modified cars like on a daily basis. I, I started this thing in 1980-whatever, you know, and it's still, the bits of it are still in a box. Uh, I would have painted the body and cut bits of it away, etc. And I, when I, as soon as I put it roughly together and these huge wheels were sort of sticking out the back arches, I thought, oh, yeah, I'm keeping it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Looks fantastic. But it never got finished. <coughs> anyway, there you go. Another, another long-forgotten memory from the vaults of Scott's um, drugged-up brain. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, independently of Peter as well, one of the other guys who works with him, uh, Chris, who's relocated to Sweden, um, oddly. Uh, well, not oddly, he's married a Swedish woman, and they've got four children in about five minutes. But um, anyway, to entertain himself and his beer buddies in Sweden during the long winter, and his children, whenever they can be dragged off their pads, as is the way of modern life, screen time and all that, um, he wanted some advice on which slot car set to get. He's got a spare room because it's Sweden, so they've got plenty of space. 
And um, anyway, he was like, oh, I've been looking at Arc Pro, but Scale it seems a bit sort of UK-centric. It might be quite hard to get stuff um, in Sweden. And so I said, look, uh, do you really want strategies? Are your kids going to want strategies and stuff, or do they just want to put a car on a track and make it whiz round? Um, and when you're on a Friday night with your beer buddies, think, that's racing toy cars. Do you really want to get involved with programming stuff? Um, and anyway, I successfully um, sold, on behalf of Polycar, a four-lane large starter setup, because he saw that and went, oh, that's what I want. So, yeah, it's a figure of eight. It's not particularly innovative track layout, but it's quality stuff. It comes with the controllers, and you can choose what cars you want on it. So he's happy. He now and has the a hobby. And the variable output transformer as well. That's the great. I See? mean, the, the the stuff, Polycar's set stuff is great from that point of view because you, for newbies, you can turn it all down. I race mine yeah. at nine volts because, you know, why? It's fast enough, frankly. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, I mean, that's so it, spaghetti hoops and Polycar. Uh, you, you've, you've, <laughs> yes. Your, commer- your commercial influence is, knows no bounds. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> exactly. Advertisers and th- call me. <laughs> And thigh length glittery boots, obviously. Let's, <laughs> not... <laughs> Let's not forget about that. <coughs> ah, excuse me, that's terrible. Well, right. so he's got so, a home track, and I've been focusing on on my home track. So tell us, I I was very because you've talked about the home track for some time, and yes. I was very excited because you then you sent me a picture in Messenger of a track with a daughter. At first, it was just the the track, which was exciting enough, and then yeah, getting the family to play along—that's amazing. Yeah, well, as I um, eagle-eared listeners will remember from Swindon, I bought the kids a Scarlet Street Bugatti Veyron each. Uh, Hetty's one; she's desperate to customize, obviously. So it's going to have dragons and kittens on it. There's a livery nobody's thought of before. Um, <laughs> The oh, dragon that, Bugatti. I'm sure in some of the you know, some of the more obscure corners of the Japanese uh, <laughs> yeah. saloon term championship. Although that um, in the in IMSA and WEC, so they've been running a Porsche in a in a dinosaur livery last year, okay. very green with big teeth. Right, it's called Re- Rexy, and Rexy is back this year, okay. and it's got a running mate in the LMP2 class. Which of course could be modelled by Polycar slotted, yeah. uh, which is a purple one, which is a dragon, and oh. I think I think he's been called Spike, so he she he it, so so actually your daughter's you know she's right on point, frankly. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I mean, I've got lots of track because I did a stage for Farnham's round of. Which I'm not going to mention because I don't want people to get drunk. <laughs> Um, it's okay. So, twenty six, twenty six minutes in. Well, at the time of recording, if I edit this brutally, it might be only five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so I, I had the old seaside stage, and then you know, the track just appears, doesn't it? I think um, I picked up a box from somebody that came over to the old club and said, "Oh, I don't know if this is any use to anyone." And everyone went, mm, "Track's not really worth anything. We've got enough." So I took it home. Um, and then there's my Subaru set that I got just before Christmas, 
um, that has really nice shiny rails on it for stuff that's 30 years old. So, um, all good. That's fine. And um, I've got an eight foot by six space in the attic where I can put a track. And I was quite excited because, you know, how much track can you fit in eight by six? But then ugh, I don't just want to put lots of track up there for no good reason. So it's got to be a bit of a test track for rally stages. It's got to be a bit scenic because I, uh, my collection is TV shows. So it's got to look quite like a 70s, 80s TV show set. So I wanted a long straight to put some uh, terraced houses on. I've got a loop um, for... Uh, I'm going to put a big picture of a gasometer behind it because every TV show needs somebody, a gasometer involved. Um, I, I, th- I think, uh, because I know you, you've, I think when you, if you source your terraced houses and your pubs and other yes. uh, street decoration from those mad chaps at Magnetic Racing, I suspect that when they hear that you'd like a gasometer, that they would probably end up making one. Because <laughs> it, it is straight. I'm not. I'm not trying to put them on any sort of hook at all. Not, not far from. I just get the sense that they're a bit like you. They're going. That's a good idea. Let's go and do that. <laughs> so, so compared to uh, the the Ferris wheel and you know all the other things that they've created, uh, a gasometer is probably relatively straightforward. Do we need it's to like translate gasometer? Do we need to translate gasometer? Is that a, is that a terribly no, it's, British it's thing? A, it's a global thing. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've pretty much got rid of all of ours now, haven't we? But um, there's a few that've been converted into terribly impractical but expensive houses, isn't there? Of course, of course. But um, yeah, so that's got to be there. I'm, I've got my wooden buildings that my dad made. So there's a really nice farmhouse. There's an Art Deco cinema. Um, and the Chester Rose. So the Chester Rose will be on the front straight. And also there's got to be access because you've got to stand in there because you're in the attic. It's quite hard to move around. So if a car comes off, you need to be able to reach it. So it's kind of a U-shape with two loops, basically. Um, one is a, a tight loop using a crossover because normally there's only going to be one car running, so it's not going to hit anyone. Um, and that's in front of the gasometer. And on the other side, it's a bit more of a wiggly loop, um, which will be around the farmhouse. And then there will just be stuff of the era around the place. And I'm getting more tempted to a one thirty seconds ago Harrier jump jet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a left turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> which, is, which, like, which episode of which TV series was as Harrier jump jet suddenly appearing? Probably was one. Oh yeah, know. and it's just a thing, isn't it? I mean, we are so limited today in terms of our expectations of the world. We don't have Homecraft to take us to France in 20 minutes with our cars. Yeah. We can go on the train, but it's a bit of a faff. Um, you know, a fleet of hovercrafts would sort all that out. Um, we don't have any Harrier jump jets. In fact, I don't think we've got any jets at all because um, we ordered them from President Bush when we were mates. Um, F-35s, which never turned up, and when they do, they don't fly. So, no. Um, and then Concord, you know, we could get to New York before we'd even thought, let's go to New York. Uh, can't do that anymore. So life has really slowed down, um, compared to how it was 40 years ago. And I quite like how life was 40 years ago. So I'm going to put it all into an eight foot by six space. This is interesting from a (laughs) psychological point of view. Yeah. Um, 
as you know, I sort of I, I dabble in construction kits. I don't believe there's a one thirty second scale Harrier, but um, there is levels. Don't is there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well done. It's then. got about eight pieces as well because it's a really, really old kit. Okay, well, that's not so bad then. <coughs> Excuse me, coughing. Oh well, I, well, brilliant. I think it's going to be good. Uh, I look forward to the progress. Lots of progress pictures. You probably need to start a website. In fact, you probably need to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thing is, I've got to get the MDF or or plywood, whichever's cheaper, um, to put down as the, the base and then uh-huh. another sheet that's the same depth this is how i did the rally track is i got um plywood that was the same depth as scale electric track put the track on top of it drew around it and then took it to a man with a router who or a bandsaw whatever it was he used i see I, this is my limit when it comes to tools and i can't find a use for it so um <laughs> Those at our club who think that I spend all week sort of devilishly engineering stuff is like, no, no, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Um, it's just looking online and seeing which cars work tends to be my best way. Um, Re- that's, that's research, though. That's just as bad. You know? Oh, God, yeah. That's the, the journalist work. in That's the journalist in you. <laughs> you, have, you ever, have you ever thought of doing a slot car book? I mean, nobody buys them, I know, but... (laughs) Okay. I have put slot cars into, I think, most of the books. Um, Certainly the Peugeot and Port Peugeot 205 Turbo 16 Mm -hmm. (laughs) Enthusiasts manual, available from local retailers. And uh, the Porsche 956, 956, 956-962 Enthusiast manual, equally available from many retailers. Uh, they both have slot car sections in them because obviously a manual it goes through all the design of each area and each aspect as if you know and pulls them apart as you should for a manual but you're never going to own one um, and if you do own one you're not going to buy one of the books so I looked at other ways to own them including Tamiya kits and slot cars and so on so uh, yeah they're, they're in those but no I think a standalone book on slot cars is not for me there's a few up on my shelves from years gone past um, and it's not saying it's not really singling them out to say that I haven't read them <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of books in this house that I haven't read but uh, <coughs> yeah I think it's definitely something which is better done than read about but that's just me um, well, speaking of books and things in the 70s and 80s being great okay um, Whilst I was digging through, because I, I got rid of all my and my dad's um, diecast cars this week um, to a dealer because life is getting a little bit too short in general, and certainly a bit too short to sell about 1,500 diecast cars from the 50s to the 2000s. So um, somebody took them off my hands. But in the boxes was some books, um, <clears throat> including things like, uh, you just don't see kids opening their Christmas stockings and finding the Warlord. Oh, excellent. Um, uh, excellent. 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 There's fact, also... They've done, they've done some new Warlords. Battle. battle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Nice, nice, use, nice flag on the bottom of that. Exactly, yeah. God, don't ever put that on a slot car. Oh, can of worms. Um, and... Um, <laughs> Hot spot. This has got the Blue Peter bring and buy ticket on it because blue peter tv show bbc mm. when we only had three channels let alone four 
BBC with where children went to watch television when they got home from school. Blue Peter is the sort of current affairs, make stuff, do things show, still is on today. Um, but they used to do bring and buy sales for that year's nominated charity. This one I spent a whole 10 pence on for the Hotspur Book for Boys 1975. Um, and it's a beauty. It has lots of people being coshed on every page. Egg. Um, <laughs> then the It Ain't Half Hot Mum annual. Wow, that's yeah. niche. <laughs> okay. Wait, and speaking of great TV, the Sweeney. Sweeney. Well, uh, you should be. I had that blue one. Um, uh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I had the blue one. So, what year? Open, open the cover and tell 76. me what year that was. Seventy-six. Blimmin' Now, there's the, the, that blue one is going to Alec, who is the um, font of not all knowledge for all things Sweeney and goes around finding the filming locations and does tours with his uh, 4.3 TV forum group and um, owns a Ford console GT or Granada um, and knows the guy who owns the actual Sweeney Granada, uh, sorry, Sweeney console. Um, and in return, coming back my way is the chase cars kit of the Sweeney's console GT because I bought it, MRE had it um, when MRE was trading uh, so Chase Cars made the TV cars on 3D chassis he was a pioneer of 3D chassis really wasn't he Mr Chase Cars uh, Gareth and he made the chassis that tipped over um, so that when the car's going round the car leans as it would and it had front wheel steering and if you kick the back out it's going sideways, it's leaning the correct way and he built lots of 70s American bodies so that you could do lots of 70s cop show chases. And so he had like you know, Kojak's Buick Regal, the Bluesmobile long before Scandex Street did it. Um, and all of these cars drove like proper American cars in that they only really were happy going in a straight line. And if they come to a corner, it all goes horribly wrong. And they're going... And it was really cool. Um, you can still find these videos. On YouTube. Can, I don't think the mic quite caught that. Could you do it again? Did it not? No, I'm not going not to do that again. Um, you know what's going to be the short for this one, don't you? It's going to be painful, isn't it? I'm staying off the internet for a week until I do something else stupid. Um, so, yeah. Um, he did do a Sweeney pair of the console and the Ford Transit which sat on these chassis and tipped over and went sideways and the wheels turned in the right way. So you could be Bill the driver, because that was... Um, Regan never drove his own console. Regan sat in the passenger seat, uh, usually with a couple of his well, sergeant and, and uh, another officer in the back, um, chasing down villains. So, um, yeah, anyway, I, I had this kit for ages, sold it to Alec, I've always regretted it, but I thought, well, Alex the, Alex the Sweeney man, I'm the professionals guy, I'm building up my collection of professionals vehicles, fine. But now I'm six cars from contentment, and <laughs> that console just plagues me. And there was, there was a kit that came up on eBay, and I said to Alex, oh, have you still got that kit? Because um, it came with the proper wheel inserts. And I said, oh, I need to copy those wheel inserts somehow. And he went, well, do you want the kit back? because it's on my pile of things to do, which is never going to get done. So we've come to an agreement, and tomorrow I shall be picking up the kit, and he can have his annual and, and a few pounds 
it was meant to be, obviously, you see, it was meant to be. I, it's fantastic, and I think one of the great things is the is the sort of the joy that it, it, it emits from you when you're talking about seventies TV shows. It's just fantastic. <laughs> it is in, it is infectious. Those chassis must have been. I mean, for it to to lean and steer and all that 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 sounds. Oh, they were serious just... pieces of work, and they were serious yeah. money, which is why I didn't invest, and and why a lot of us didn't, because he packed up now because it just wasn't worth his time. He came up with oh. a brilliant system, um, and it fits to the standard, in inverted commas, um, fitting size like a PCS chassis or um, Hobby Classic did the PCS sort of size adjustable chassis as well, didn't they? So hmm. any sort of you know two screws at the back, one of, one behind the guide, and then you just put your posts under anybody you want, basically, and it's an adjustable chassis. And Gareth came up with tons of cars. He did the A-Team van before anyone else did it. He did um, a conversion on the Carrera um, Dodge Charger to do the Dukes of Hazard because nobody had a Dukes of Hazard card out at the, car out at the time. Pioneer hadn't been invented yet. Um, all this sort of stuff. And if you go, if you go on Slut Forum, because he was mainly on there because there wasn't an alternative at the time, um, sort of in that period, 2009, 10-ish, You'll find lots of chase cars stuff, um, and it was beautiful, and it was really, really well done. Um, and he should have sold the IP for a lot of money, and didn't. Um, so he sort of stopped because selling one or two cars a year—it's um, no fun for anyone, is it? So um, I, he sold some of the bodies because the bodies just drop onto any chassis. Um, but the whole point was the fact that he made cars that went around a slot car track looking like 70s cop show cars. Some description. Fascinating. I look forward to seeing one of those, well, as you Look at the up videos and... of the Tube of You. Uh, they're all still there, I think. Yeah, um, Chase Cars? Is it Chase Cars? Is that what they would yeah, be called? Yeah. And you've got features in like Auto Express and things like that. Well worth looking up. But sadly, it just didn't work as a business um, as it Speaking... stood. Speaking of features, because obviously it's the you know, the photographer and the journalist that are all coming to the club tomorrow night. Yeah, um, and I know it's been it's having a bit of a spruce up. Isn't yes, it? it's a bit like the, it really is a bit like the Queen coming to visit. So everything you know, the loo <laughs> has been painted, um, flushed. Anyway, and, uh, <laughs> is uh, and and uh, are you going to go run around shortly before? They arrive adorning every pillar and post with talking other slope stickers. Because we're still down to one driver in the family. So, um, and that's me. And I've got to take my daughter to her theatre group, which finishes at five minutes past the hour of six. So I have to get daughter home from that and then go on to the club. So I'm not going to be there much before 7.30. So all the work's been done by Lawrence and Graham to make the place ship shape. They've done beautifully. They've laid down grocer's grass uh-huh. um, around the track. So we have now got a turfed racetrack. Um, they've put borders around all the boxes of gnarly nastiness and old track and connections and whatever else. So they have done a star turn beautifying the place um, in my absence. Because I've been to the club since the uh, beginning of December. The rally. Uh, the rally. rally. Rally in Twixtmas, but um, yeah, that was that was it. But not a club night for two months. So, um, well, I, I, one of the things I wanted to do, and been looking forward to, for, I've been trying to do for a while, is the um, Worthing HO Club 
they also they do run HO, but they also run digital nights on Skeletric. Right. And they have a come along, we'll supply the car, so it's NASCAR and Pioneer Legends and everything. And the first one of those was uh, last Wednesday. Okay. Uh, and before I, before I was ill, I thought, oh, great, I'm, you know, that I can go. It's I've got nothing else to I came down with a lurgy, so I didn't get to go. But um, I will get there uh, eventually. But I want to try and get down here. But going, going to the clubs haven't, haven't been out for a while. Um, before we wrap up, um, yes. people may be wondering why we haven't mentioned anything that's caught her eye this week other than... And I'm going to suggest that's because it's been a bit underwhelming. Is that would that be a fair summation? Yeah, NSR announced its 2024 range, um, and apparently there's a Corvette C8 in there, but I just can't raise that much enthusiasm. It's all like stuff we've seen before. It's all repaints of old molds, and yes, there's a Corvette C8 in there. Okay, that's what number four on the market now? Five. And any Corvette C8s there are in the world, um, and yeah, it'll be an NSR one, so it'll be quick, and it'll be softly detailed, and it'll be a bit wider than everyone else's. And none of the parts in it will fit any other manufacturer. Oh, that, that, I just can't be excited about it. <laughs> um, I also saw what I think was a team slot sort of slideshow of new product. A lot of that seemed to be stuff we'd seen before. No bad thing. I'm very fond of a team slot Stratos. Livery on the uh, Celica. Yes, yes, that looked, that was new, but again, this and I think there's a new chassis under that Celica now, isn't it? As there is under most team slot things. Um, I've got a lot of team slot Celicas from the old days when they fitted um, coffee grinders for gears. <laughs> 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 yeah. And anyone who's got an old team slot Celica will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and then I think we're on the cusp. Carrera have shown, or there's a, there's a list of to, upcoming Carreras. No pictures, so it doesn't get very exciting. But um, yeah, all, all good stuff. I think all good stuff, all predictable stuff. Nothing was kind of like, wow, you know, there's a, they've made a space shuttle or, you know, something, <laughs> you know, or, you know, as exciting as a Marlboro livery, Delta. Um, one thing that did see was Scale Auto reissuing uh, with, I can tell it's got different wheels, I don't know what else is different, but the old MSC Metro 6R4. Oh, right. Uh, which I think has all been kind of bought up by, uh, by Hobby Classics through Scale Auto. And um, is that right? Is it Scale, Scale Auto or part of Hobby Classic? Am I getting that right or is it correct? Anyway, Scale Auto. Uh, I'm full of things you don't want to talk about up my sinuses. Um the uh so six R four Pond's live delivery for the Pond car from nineteen eighty five RAC. Which right. I think was done before certainly done by Skeletric, I think. Um Scaly one's eighty six Monty, because I've got that over there. Is it all oh, right, okay. So I'm I thought that car had been done, but maybe maybe, maybe it was the, the old MSC one that had done it. Right. Those those cars I was very excited because I watched you know big Austin Rover used to work there, six R fours, big part of my life. And when those cars came out, it was just when I was kind of stopping doing slot cars. Uh, but I bought them. And I go, this is great. And I, I put them on the track at, at that time, it was electric track, 12, 13 volts or whatever. And they've just seemed undrivable because they were really peaky motors. And yeah. I was like, disappointedly, mm, so put. and then never really ran most of them until you know a few years ago when I had the 
the track and the, the shade and the adjustable power. Turn the power, like a lot of things, turn the power down, and suddenly it becomes a, a much nicer thing, a much nicer thing. But by that time, Skeletric had finally uh, made the one. They, <laughs> they, they first promised they were going to do it in 1987 or 8 or something. It was in the catalogue, and then they never, they never brought the car out. So I think it took 30 years for the thing to finally arrive. So I'm still waiting on a Golden Wonder livery. So if you're, anyone's listening, Golden Wonder 6R4. <coughs> I did too much talking. Gareth, Gareth did one, didn't he, on an MSC white kit, which yeah. took him about yeah. six months to get all the details yeah. exactly right. Um, yeah. 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 No, well, yeah. yeah, more 6R4s is always a good thing. I'm quite disappointed these days by the shape of the MSC one, but yeah, it's got that huge great greenhouse well, on top of it. Yeah, I was disappointed at the time, but given that the only other option was the team slot resin one, <laughs> yeah, which was made enough. made by a blind man who'd never never <laughs> heard, even heard a six or four, let alone seen one, uh, so it was definitely the best best part of time. Um, at which point we'll probably suppose we get slagging off too many old things, and I'm desperately running out of voice. So, uh, <laughs> shall we wrap up? Anything else you want to tell the grateful listeners? What else are you good building? Mm. No, I'm, I'm, I've got my stash wheels, which I'm um, putting onto axles, which will go into cars for. Um, and um, yeah, uh, that's we're about not fa- it. We're, we're not. You, you're trying not to mention it, but I will. Well, how far are we? Are we from round one? Seventeen weeks. Of February. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah, the clock is ticking. One. Yeah, yeah. North it's, Wales, here it, we come. It's certainly a bit. Are you going to leave in the morning and drive all the way there? And... That's my plan. But plans can change. Um, <laughs> I gather the hotel's 34 quid a night, so might go up on Friday night and come back on Saturday. Other people are staying up Saturday, taking their other halves with them and seeing the bright lights of North Wales. I was going to say, hi, darling, let's have a... <laughs> Fancy a weekend in North Wales in February. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a good plan looking for a cheap divorce, really, isn't it? <laughs> well, right. you know, real beautiful at any time of year. It, oh, it's lovely. I mean, I'm, you know, but it's, it's you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't drag anyone away there for for a for a nice weekend away, but anyway, uh, not 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 in February. That's what I mean. It'll be it'll be dark, cold, and windy, right? Um, now before we started the show, I was in the middle of buying a slot car. I can confess because literally uh, I was sort of killing time before we started, and I suddenly came across a, a release that I was expecting is available in a local shop, and oh. I put added it to my basket. So it's the only reason I'm relatively relaxed. So I'm hoping that when I return to said basket, uh, with an hour having passed, the car's still there. But I won't say what it is in case I miss out. So we'll, on that, well, I'm, I'm, go, I'm going to do some shopping now too because I've got I will be four cars from Contentment next week because I'm going to go to George oh. Turner now and put in my order for two. Obviously, you can't get for the, the it's, no. The name six cars from Contentment is is too good a title. <laughs> you can never. You could never get there. You've always got to be six cars from contention. I'm psyching myself up. That's why I'm wearing this fleece, this lovely dealer team Vauxhall fleece, because I will be Are we talking? I'll see the obvious answer question would be a Chevette, but I'm going to go Magnum. 
Yeah, it's a Forenza e Magnum E. I think it's, oh, right. Forenza. Okay. it's the 77 Spa 24 hour Jerry Marshall and Peter Brock car. Wow. Uh, again, another one to look forward to. Right, we'll say goodbye. I'll say thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. <laughs> or two, depending on when <laughs> we come back. If we yeah. come back. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Go.